Hello everybody and welcome once again uh, to The Brink as we bring you our 30th episode of our rebooted podcast. Hard to believe we're at number 30 already, the most brinkaliciously awesome Brinkin podcast in the world and at this point the world is bringing us to Georgia in the United States of America, travelling around still on our little uh, venture around this great continent and uh, you can hear a lot of music in the background, you can hear some uh, some themes going on and some fun and you can also hear uh, I think somebody else uh, a few seconds ago because everywhere I go I seem to find people who want to talk to me including the one, the only former Survivor contestant and uh, number one resident of Jackson in Georgia, it is of course Teresa T-Bird, Cooper, Carol. T-Bird, welcome back to the program. Hey, Ben. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you're back here in my home. Well, I... It's great. I am glad to be back in your home. Oh, wonderful. It's, uh, we've those got, are some, our dogs that yes. want to greet you and welcome you to our home as well. And what, what do and we, we call got, said dogs? This, we've got Bailey. We've, I, got, <laughs> we've got Bailey, Lola, and Molly. And Bailey, they're, Lola, they're so and Molly. They're so happy you're here, too. They are. But now they've kind of gone quiet. We were going to record this outside, but it started to thunder and rain. A little, and, little thunderstorm. You but, know, a little uh, summer thunderstorm. That was a very little one. It kind of lasted for about yeah. two seconds. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but you're, you, your attention. You're, what are you drinking right now, T-Bird? Tell, tell, tell our listeners what, you are, what, what you're on to. <laughs> Into the microphone would be good too. <laughs> I did train. I always train everybody before I do these episodes. Like you hold it up to your mouth and they forget within two seconds, so it's fine. I know I'm supposed to turn my head. I know, like you said, to the microphone. Yes. Well, it looks like my husband is, but we had a great, let's go with what we had for dinner first. Sure, absolutely. We had, we had some baby back ribs. Mm-hmm. We did. Georgia Southern style, slow cooked on the green egg. And for you um, Aussies that don't know what a green egg is, Ben, you're going to have to introduce it to them. You're asking the wrong person because did I even pay attention to what the green egg was? Well, it's something where you, you can slow cook your your. So that was the, the grill, the barbie. The grill, it's the barbie. The barbie. So we slow cooked the ribs for six hours. Right. So they fell off the bone. They were, they were great, right? I think it might have been... My, I don't know if it was my first time I've ever had ribs before. I want to say it was, but I feel like I would have had them before in my oh, life. Oh, I think you've had them before. Did we not have them when you came here before to visit us? I thought we no, had, we, we didn't. We had, we had, we had a, we had chicken. We had I fried remember. chicken. We had we, fried chicken. We, but we, we went steak. We had a steak. We went to Buckner's. So we went to Buckner's for fried chicken. And but we had here you cooked a steak. We yeah, didn't we have had ribs steaks here. You're yeah. right. You're right. So this this trip we had. Barbecue ribs, mm, baby was good, back, though. baby back. Buckner's was good. I, yeah, Buckner's I do remember Buckner's. And what was the Susan. one in Atlanta you took me to? The 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 Varsity was it? The Varsity. Now that's a whole different. Not genre. Southern, that's, but I'm just I'm just yeah. reminiscing. That basically, was the hot dogs. yeah, that was good. That was good. Except when right I was extremely high on Coke, um, because that was high on Coke sugar factory. I was that day. <laughs> anyway, uh, but. To, you are drinking. Uh, okay, now back to our dinner. <laughs> yes. Okay, so oh, hang on, no, we're having for dinner, right? Okay, okay baby back ribs. Yes, we had um, some pasta salad. Mm-hmm. We had baked beans. We and did. Then you all of a sudden jumped up and and pre- decided to prepare a very Australian dessert for us. <laughs> and you said, "Do you have white bread? Do you have?" Um, I said bread. I did. I should have said white bread. I shouldn't said, have gone for the said, sourdough. You said bread, and then you you didn't say fairy dust, but I'm going to call it fairy <laughs> dust, which was be sprinkles, Spring, hundreds and thousands, as we would call them. In hundreds Australia. and thousands. Yeah. So I jumped up in the in in the little pantry and found some. You did sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Brought out the butter, and you prepared us a very Australian dessert. Now, can I just put some background here? Uh, I was meant to make this in Kansas the other day because I made lamingtons, and I was going to give the the Kansas people 
uh, the Kansas people, the whole state apparently, <laughs> uh, Jennifer and her mum, I was going to prepare them with uh, some Australian cuisine. So I did the lamingtons. They turned out fantastic. I've never made lamingtons before in my life and they were fantastic. Didn't get around to making the fairy bread. It kind of just it escaped the, the plan. So I thought, well, here, when we'd finished dinner, I was like, great, well, here we go. Well, let's try this out. And uh, although the lamingtons were fantastic in Kansas, the fairy bread in Georgia was pretty shit because <laughs> here's a note to Australians listening to this. If maybe you haven't had fairy bread since you went to like a party as a kid or something like that, uh, doesn't work on sourdough. Uh, so a party stick- or a, what we call a party. Yes. Party or a party. 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 A party. Um, stick, stick to the white bread, uh, Australia. Uh, that's my lesson learnt from uh, fairy bread. So uh, that was disappointing. I should have maybe brought some lamingtons with me from uh, Kansas or at least made no, me some. No, it was great. I will never forget it. It was fantastic. Yeah, you won't never because <laughs> it was that bad. But then but I made up for it after that with some delicious Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Oh, my gosh. Now, before I was introduced to the milk chocolate Tim Tams, but this time you brought me the white my favorite. They uh, they were delicious, were they not? Tim-tams. Yes, yeah, they were great. And you had uh, prepared a uh, very uh, longingly homemade salted caramel salted brownie. Salted caramel mix. brownie. However, we were told that if we ate all of our fairy dust <laughs> fairy bread, bread party <laughs> dessert, we would get a Tim Tam. So I can tell you, you didn't eat it all, but I just gave you to you anyway. We didn't, but but. We had the dogs in there, so yeah. we, we had a little help from So did the friends. dogs enjoy the fairy bread? Yes, indeed, they did. All right. Glenn called it ferret bread. Ferret bread. <laughs> Which maybe maybe would have been more appropriate with the, the taste that... You know, it's funny. You know, the dogs have been barking like crazy, and I just gave them some of the fairy bread, and since they've had it, they're not barking. I Are think, they alive? I think uh, I need T-Bird. to go they check passed on. out? I I, I'm telling you. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. One. Crisis okay. averted. No right, vet, no vet okay. needs to be called. Everything's good. Right, okay. Right, and then you are drinking. And now. And now. We've got some background. Glenn, Glenn and uh, Ron, this, we might talk to them. The background music is going to cost us dearly, but yeah. that's okay. That's all right. We, we no one so listens to so the royalties don't need to be paid. It's fine. My husband wanted to do something special for you and his son, Ryan, which is here tonight, staying with us for Father's Day tomorrow. Uh, well, which we should note for our Australian listeners, they'll probably think, well, that's unusual. Father's Day is until September. But in the US of A, Father's Day is in June. Right. So so we poured a little a little bourbon for us to sip on. So it's just a little bourbon to follow up with the ribs kick. and the fairy bread. Had a bit of a kick to it, I have to say. I, I had a bit, a bit of it. And it. Um, I seem to be recording more and more of these episodes with alcohol in my system. So uh, maybe that's the secret to people needing to listen to these. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> perhaps. But yeah, we, we were going to record and then it started raining somewhere inside. And uh, Glenn and Ryan are uh, performing for us in the background. We, we, we will talk to them at some point, I think. They're they, we heard before, uh, which we I did record actually, so I might include a little bit in this episode, uh, that Glenn was uh, p- playing your favourite song. What was the song that he was playing? Bell Bottom Blues. Bell Bottom Bell Bottom Blues. Who sings that? I don't know who sings it. Glenn sings it. Love it. Do you think Glenn wrote it just for you? Yeah, he wrote it for me. Yes. Yeah. Let's go with that. I like the way that sounds. But it's been it's so far. I've been here for what about forty eight hours now, and. Uh, Last night was an enjoyable evening in terms of uh, I was on a boat and we went out to real southern, like we literally were on a boat across a lake to a restaurant, real hillbilly, redneck, like just, it was amazing. Fun. Fun. And you and I did karaoke. Yeah, we did karaoke. We did a Johnny Cash song. I mean, I got a Johnny Cash story for you. but We'll tell that later in this episode. We will definitely tell that in the episode. This is so neat. When all of a sudden when Ben realized that... That the friends we went to visit were going to get their boat, pulling their boat up for us to go to have dinner. 
I noticed he looked kind of, his face, he got real quiet. I didn't understand. And later he told me that he's a little bit nervous to be on boats. I don't like boats, no. But I I didn't want to be rude. I was like, look, I I can't be, you know, that guy who's like, no, I'm not getting on a boat. I didn't want to be a diva or anything. Yeah, and you didn't say a word. You just got on the boat. And then it was great. I mean, you loved it, right? It it was, actually, I will admit, it was quite enjoyable. I did did actually, it was a lot uh, better than I was thinking of. So, no, I, I, by the end of it, I enjoyed it. I I would do that again, for sure. And that's the neat thing about all these adventures that you're taking all over the country. You're doing things that you generally wouldn't do or might not want to do that people don't realize that you just jump in there and do it and there you go and 95 percent of the time they turn out all right five <laughs> percent of the time <laughs> there might be some regrets but it's another story but not last night not last night no it no. was great it was yeah definitely and um for sure it was it was something very unique and, and then you know, like the restaurant we were at i mean you know had a great burger and just yeah. The people, it was very, very country, very southern USA, and uh, I, I loved it. It was, that, it, was a, it was a unique experience. And you know what? For all the listeners that are afraid to do something, they just, you know, it's easy to get something built up into your head, and you just, sometimes when your friends just kind of mention it or you just do it, and nobody knows that you've got a little angst or a little fear, and you just do it, then you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. So I think it's a good I, lesson, I think. I think mainly also the fact, too, that we're on a lake. And I, I have, I guess, I think a lot of that paranoia about boats is I don't like rough seas and, like, okay, waves right, and things right. like that. Like, that's kind of like an innate fear of mine is, right. like, the stuck well, in the middle of an ocean surrounded by massive waves, you know what I, I mean? a lot so. of people maybe have that. That's that's normal. I don't think that's unusual. Mm. Okay, well, okay. But it was, it was, it was yeah, I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was, and you were, you were doing the Titanic. You were doing the Leo DiCaprio there on the front yeah, of the... King of the world, just felt right. Queen just of the world, like, it, was, it, just it, like it felt right. Yeah, it just it felt. I filmed a little bit of it, so when you put in your next Survivor audition, I can uh, include a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> On a special note, actually, uh, given this is a brink and we go all over the place in terms of our topics and. We're obviously going to have you on plenty of times in this episode because you have a Johnny Cash story for us later, which uh, I, I'm intrigued to hear. Um, when I was here last year, of course, we filmed a little section where we did a fire challenge with each other in terms of, you know, building fire so you could do it. I mean, I kicked your ass, let's be honest. But um, yes, you did. Oh, that was great. I'll never... You know what? Usually I don't like to lose, but losing to you... Just felt right. It was it was great. I often hear it. that. I loved uh, it. <laughs> I love no really, Ben. I don't like to lose. I'm telling you, I don't like to lose. But us doing that together was very memorable for me. Well, I included that in my audition for Australian Survivor. You did, and didn't get a call back. So. Well, you hadn't got a call back yet. <laughs> well, they're filming the season right now. So. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> this is what I tell people. And this is what I tell myself. Then you're not right for this cast right now. Okay. Doesn't mean that you won't be right for the next cast. Okay, this is this is never T- say dot. T Bird's very positive outlook on life, Absolutely. which which is which is uh, which is good. Uh, <laughs> good. Oh, <laughs> Try to put good. that into a. I don't know how to put that into a. You put it perfectly. Which did is I? Good. Which is good. Which is good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to this episode in terms of um, hearing Johnny Cash story. We won't do that now. We'll, we'll tease. Got to keep people waiting uh, and and talking throughout because I'm here till. Tuesday, 
I think. Is that when I leave? I don't know. When are you kicking me out of here? I'm not thinking about it. Never. Right. Okay. Never. Never. Uh, but Never. we've got, we've tomorrow, I believe, at least the time of recording this, uh, by the time people listening to this, it would have already happened. Uh, I, I think we're going fishing, we're going shooting again, you yeah. know, with the shooting and going then the, yep. trying yep. to get a Braves game in if we can fit yeah, one I'm in. Yeah, I'm we'll hopefully get that done maybe Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just... Uh, all everything else in between, right? This yep. is going to be interesting. I think Ryan and Glenn can give us a, at least a shout out in the background. Can we yep. can we get Ryan at least a hello Glenn. in the background? Shout out! We need a shout. Need very a shout very out. enthusiastic. <laughs> 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 so that's often that's listeners' reactions to the brink. Oh hey hey, thanks. <laughs> it's good. Thanks. Yep. And what's on the next channel? Uh, but we, yeah, keep it down, you guys. We're trying to you know, play music here. Yes. Get that podcast crap off in the background. No one's listening to it. Um, <laughs> we, we will come back with some more fun uh, throughout this episode, uh, T-Bird. But uh, we, we look forward to speaking to you throughout the rest of this episode. The time of the show where we hit the vault open and bring you a classic live performance. And one from a band that we actually only heard from... About six weeks ago, to be precise, so not that long ago, the band was the Blue Mosquitoes. They performed a couple of songs in studio for us back in 2011, and this is their live performance of the song called Float, Fall, Fly. Classic live performance here in the brink, the Blue Mosquitoes. We are strangers, both holding on to a string that could carry us far from the world below. Past cutting clouds to a place where the earth cannot harm us hands grow tired. Now we're falling, we're falling down. Rushing past us and watches the ground rise as near Try to catch hold of something There's nothing below that could break out for So fast But we're flying, we're flying now
here in uh, Georgia, still here with T-Bird, still here with the the carols, and uh, we've got Glenn and Ryan still playing in the background, so some thematic music. And we, we want to hear a story here, T-Bird. We tease at the beginning of this episode that you have a story about the late, great Johnny Cash. Now, just a bit of a background in terms of where this came up. I think, as we mentioned earlier in this episode, you and I did some karaoke when we went out for dinner uh, at this fantastic restaurant. We did Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Um, and then you, you turned to me at dinner and after we, we'd done the song, you said, I, I have a great Johnny Cash story. Now, I want to hear, you, I will say I haven't heard this story yet, so I'm hearing this at the same time as the listeners are hearing it. So um, you know, if this is absolutely rubbish, I apologize because, I mean, she's, she's talked it up that it's fantastic. I, I don't doubt her for a second. So, I mean, I'm, is this coming from your time as a, as a flight attendant? Is this yes. where it comes from? Yes. So, of course, I'm a Delta Airlines flight attendant. Hello, Delta. If you're listening, please sponsor our podcast. Yes. You're fantastic. Absolutely. So, I'm in my 37th year with Delta. So, this happened But quite you're only 38. How does that right. work? You, you know, started when amazing. you were one years old. Okay. Yeah, there right. you go. So, a f- quite a few years back, Johnny Cash, of course, has always been, you know, a pretty big name. So, I was on another flight. I was on a flight right next to a flight. And somebody told me, the caterers on, a, on the flight I was on, I was working the flight, said, Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash are on the flight right next door. Well, I was in the galley getting the, getting the um, galley set up for the flight. And when the caterer told me that, I was working that particular flight with a girl named Bonnie Cash, who is crazy, a crazy nut. And she's always tells people that she is Johnny Cash's daughter. And if you know how you have people that that are just crazy friends that you just love and you think anything you could do to that'll make them laugh or it'll yeah. be funny. So anyway, so I got off my flight and went over to the flight next door while they were boarding. And Johnny Carter Cat Johnny Johnny Cash and June Carter were in the first class seat, of course. All sprawled out. He had his boots off, waiting for the flight. You know, just, it was a boarding. So I said, uh, Mr. Cash, I'm sorry to bother you. I said, but I'm at, the, I'm at the gate right next door, and there's a girl on my flight that I'm working with named Bonnie Cash, and she tells everybody she's your daughter. I said, would you please, if you don't mind, maybe would you please come over there and just surprise her? And again... He's sitting in the first class seat with his boots off with his wife. He said, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it almost brings tears to me. At the time, I guess I didn't realize about bothering or aggravating because I knew that Bonnie would get such a kick out of this. He puts his boots on. He comes over to my flight, the plane next door. He goes up to Bonnie and he says, so Bonnie... Your long lost father. Here I am. So it was the greatest, greatest moment. And how did she ever. react? How did she react? She was just speechless. And Bonnie Cash is never speechless. So again, you know, you hear about a lot of celebrities that they're they're not approachable. But like yourself, you're not approachable. And, as a and, and you know what? I never thought about whether he would be approachable or not. I just thought, oh, this would be so good. I gotta, I gotta try. If, if I gotta try. And right away, again, and his wife just smiled. She, I guess she was used, of course. I mean, she's, she was at the time very famous as well. But she just smiled, and he put his boots on. And, and I, years later, as time goes by, I think about the magnitude of what he did for me. And, again, he was a, 
It was a big what, name then. How long ago was this? How long? Oh, what, was this like in the 90s or 2000s? Well, let's see. I've been flying since 81. It was in 80s. 80s, okay. Probably in the 80s. Wow. Wow. But, but again, but Johnny Cash and June Carter, I knew they were big names yeah. even then. And um, sometimes I think, Ben, you can think too long about something. And I'm the type that I really didn't think it through. I just thought, oh, this will be the greatest thing ever. And now it's one of these things that, of course, I remember forever. And I'm sure Bonnie remembers it. it anyway. So what, on that, I mean, that's a fantastic story. That was, that was, that really was. It's a fantastic story. Throughout your stellar flight attendant career, who, who are some other people that maybe you've come across on flights, big names oh, can, that you're allowed to talk about? All right, let's see. David Hassel, David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. And I say that because, I mean, I guess he's big internationally. He's big in Germany, like in Germany, is he Germany not? When I go to Germany, even now, I fly the German routes. I'm a German speaker with Delta, so I fly the German routes. And even commercials, Hasselhoff, the Hoff, I mean, he's still... Big name. Big name what's, over it, what there. Was, what's the Hoff like? Um, very nice. Very, very nice. And on that same flight, I had um, from Dallas... Patrick Duffy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very, very nice. You know, I've really been very blessed. It seems like everybody I've met through the years, Shirley MacLaine, um, gosh, I'm my mind's, there's there's been a few. You know, usually you don't bother them, but you kind of, Is know, there ones that you've ever had that you're like, holy, holy crap, I love them to bits, I need to just at least say hello. Like you've been completely starstruck and gone, yeah, okay, mm. there's the hoff. <laughs> well, th- not, not. No. Let me think. Let me think. I had Jimmy Connors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this was uh, again. This was years back when he was in his, you know, in his prime with the with the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. U.S. Open tennis. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting that yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, you know, very nice. It's just, people are, you know, just anyone who wasn't people. nice, anyone who was a dick. Well, Oh. <laughs> there is. There's definitely someone here. Yeah. There's definitely. I can tell your face. Come on. <laughs> speak now. Forever hold your peace. You've no, got to say no. it now. Um, I know you're like the nicest person in the world, T-Bear, but you've got to tell us now. At least one. Come on. Mm, Come on. Let me think about that a minute or two. Come on. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Peer pressure. Oh. Glenn, tell her to do it. Let me think about it. <laughs> I can't think of any right off, but I'll keep thinking about it. You can. You so Johnny, can. But my Johnny Cash story. <laughs> but my Johnny Cash story is the greatest, greatest story because again, after it happened, and I, I, I realized what I actually asked him to do. I'm not quite sure Delta would have would have appreciated mm. me going on the next flight, and because they were boring, they didn't have long before they the flight left. But you know when something just feels right, Ben. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you know you just have to do it because it'll be. But that he reacted the way he did, I'll never forget it. What, what a wonderful, wonderful man. But back to the people who weren't like Johnny Cash. Uh, male, female, athletes, singers, think, TV did, did, stars. <laughs> Come on, with the process of elimination here. Just give us a name. I won't ask anything more about did it. Did you ever see Alice, Alice's Diner? No. Alice's I Diner? I don't know if I've ever heard of that okay. before. Then, then it's not going to matter to me then. And neither, so there we go. Well, so you, <laughs> and I don't even know the character's name. Okay. So somebody from the show, Alice is dying. But, but the interesting thing is, it was somebody from one of these little, from one of the sitcoms. Okay. That had a really colorful, fun, very cool personality, 
and is this, we... is this is, so this is an Alice Steiner, this is from another sitcom. So is this from a so this person was from a, a is Alice is Alice yeah. Steiner a sitcom? No. It was a sitcom. It was back in the oh, I don't know, the eighties or the nineties. Okay. Man, I've been flying a long time. So this person was from the show Alice Steiner. Something yeah. A, a very sitcom star. personality. But her personality is real colorful. Her. We had her we had her on on the flight. We had her on the flight, and I was working the first class cabin, and she was one of our passengers. And of course, we never bother our passengers. We don't bother them with autograph. I mean, because that just would be that wouldn't be right. Okay. But she definitely didn't want to be bothered or talked to. And you know how you when you feel like you know somebody. Yep. Which of course, it's just our expectations, yeah. I guess. Yeah. When you yep so, yep yep yep. Um, mm, she, it was interesting. So, of all the people in 37 years, this is the one person, the one lady, and I think maybe she may have. Are you sure? The, are you sure the, the show is called Alice's Diner? I think it's something like that. I've, I've just googled it. I can't. People find in the United States, people in the United States, in the states. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's a, it was a 30-minute sitcom. Okay, Alice's Diner. Yeah. Okay, it's not coming up with anything. So oh, you... good. So maybe I've <laughs> forgotten the name of it. Do you, do you remember the name of the person, though? You know I'm not going to let this I go. I remember, but I, I can't Type it, it into my phone, it. and I will not. I promise I will I not say, say it. it. I'm not going to say it. I will not say this person's name if you type it in my phone. I know Otherwise, you can have every single I, Tim Tam in that packet. I just I need to know. I, I need to it. know. I it's need to know. It's not right. It's, you know why I can't do it, Ben? It's crazy. Is this person still alive? I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it because this is what I tell my kids. I've always told my kids. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. I know it's corny, it's cheesy, it's everything, but it's it's a mom thing. This one <laughs> this one hour, two hour flight could have been just when she was going through something with her family members, her husband, her children, and she just needed to be totally isolated and 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 all that. So, <laughs> so you know, but but again, your expectations of what you think somebody will be like just because you've seen them on a sitcom or a survivor or whatever, whatever. Here's a question for you then. Um, obviously, we know you from Survivor. That's how you and I met. And a lot of our interviews have always been related to Survivor. You can download the Oz Network for Survivor Oz if you want to hear T-Bird talk about Survivor. And you, of course, will be back on the Oz Network, no doubt, in the future to talk more about Survivor. But um, obviously, in getting cast for the show and all that sort of stuff, because you know, you're at the peak of Survivor, season three, when it's you know the biggest thing in the world. You obviously would have had a lot of interactions with, you know, Mark Burnett, Jeff Probst. Uh, you know, Mark, when Mark Burnett, I guess, was a lot more involved in the yeah, show than he right, is now. Right, right. Uh, I mean, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Mark Burnett, and from what my experience was with him, he was a very nice man. Right. I had, you know, yep. no issues with him at all. Yep. Did Did you have any fun Mark Burnett stories or Jeff Probst stories that you can remember that, you know? Oh, God, I got a great Jeff uh, Pro story. Do it. Oh, we right, love I a love Jeff Probst story. Right. So, Mark Burnett really cool guy when we were out there filming Africa he was out there him he had his two little boys out there which of course now I guess they're grown they're grown but they were little bitty boys and he had them out there watching uh, when we were doing the challenges you know off and you precious precious little boys got a cool Jeff Probst story Jeff Probst is amazing I think he is what actually is what makes Survivor I mean it's a great story if Jeff Probst wasn't there, I'm not sure. I don't I think, know. Yeah, I agree. The, the dynamics yeah. would totally change. He's amazing. And when I when I was cast, the first thing I was thinking of, thinking of was I get to meet Probst. I get to meet Probst. So anyway, when we went out there, the first thing I want to say is, you know, people think that there's, it's kind of like a Hollywood set where it's, you know, quit, stop. What's the word they say in Hollywood? 
it's cut, a wrap. Cut, action. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> All right, that's whatever. Cut. Well, we're we are actually mic'd twenty four seven, and there's no like it, for example at tribal council there's no cuts and tapes and all that. It's just straight playing through, and and Probst apparently it looks like to me never makes a mistake. I mean he just whatever happens he just goes with it. He's just that good. And way back sixteen years ago, even at the beginning he was that good. Well, my mom is in love with Jeff Probst. Who isn't? Who and who isn't? Males, females, who isn't? He's got those little dimples. He's just a... Anyway, so after Survivor, I got back home, and my mom will always talk about Jeff Probst. Well, anyway, my mom went into the hospital. She was having heart problems. They put her in the hospital, and, you know, I said, Mom, is there anything we can do? And she just said, well, if just my sweetie, if my sweetie would call me, and this was, again, after I'd been on the series, it was probably a year after the fact if my just my sweetie would call me i'd be just fine well it's kind of like the johnny cash thing where you don't really think about it when you're doing something for somebody you love or care about you don't think about all the ifs and buts and everything that could happen you just think i gotta make this happen so i would never have reached out to jeff probst ever even as badly as i were to go back again not even for that but for my mom oh yeah so I actually, um, I can't remember now, because it's been quite a few years, um, how I reached out to him, but but I did. And he called my mom. Wow. He called her, wow. at, her at home. She had just gotten, she was in the hospital for just a couple of days, and she got released. He called her at home and talked to her on the phone for like 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. He did that. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. What was your mom's reaction when, when she was just and, and when she called me and told me that Jeff Probst had just called her and, and I thought, wow. And you know what, Ben? It's just those human moments right there. It's the time when people they can't see you. You're not being filmed. You're not out in the public eye. Nobody knows what you've done. Mm. Nobody knows that makes to me. It's it's it tells you the kind of person you are. For sure, for sure. And, of course, he's done a lot of charities. He's done a lot of stuff for AIDS, which, of course, is so close to my heart. Everybody should know that. Um, but that he did that for her with nobody looking, with nobody watching, and talked to her not just for a second, but like 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. He is. He, and, Jeff, by the way, Jeff Probst is all that. Wow. That's incredible. That's yeah. uh, Very cool story. Wow. Very cool story. I like that story. I really yeah. do like that story. Jeff, if you're listening, I, I again, I know you're often listening to and watching the things that I do. You still won't come on the show. It's, you know, I got within, I've at least now can say I've been in the same room as Jeff Probst, uh, you know, officially on this trip. So uh, a great guy. But uh, one day. So, T, but who was this person on the flight? Who was this person from Alice's Diner? Uh. Uh, you know, it's funny. Anybody that knows Alice's Diner can narrow it down, like, so quickly. I don't think that's the name of the show, at least from Googling well, I think, it. I think it was. Are you sure? Are you positive? You're going to tell me this off air and you're going to be like, I'm going to Google it. and it's like. Let me think a little bit more. Maybe I can come up with somebody else that, you know. Come on. Right there. We're, we're stretching this. We're stretching this. I, I need to know somebody. I need to know somebody. Right now. Right. I think if You've anybody got someone. Googles Alice's Diner is going to come up with a couple of people and they're going to know right away. Are, are you sure? Like, again, I've Googled. I've Googled it right here on my phone. I'm going to do it again for you right now. Hey, Alice's Diner. Alice's Diner. Just how it sounds. It's not like spelled any differently or anything nope. like that. Alice's Alice's Diner Sitcom A sitcom Alice's Diner Oh yeah Redheaded Gal 
Uh, was it just called Alice? Alice. Okay, yes, right Alice. there we go. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So we've just found. Alice. Okay, I'm just I'm pulling up Wikipedia here. That's Glenn in the background. <laughs> uh, let's see the, the who stars in this who stars in this show called Alice. It's probably going to be someone I've never heard of. You know. I mean, it's been a while. It's probably in what the eighties. Cast Linda Lavin. Linda Lavin. He was. She was the. Is that the person you're talking about? Well, Linda Lavin was Alice. She was the. But is that the, the one that was? Is show. that the one who was? Uh, well, I can't tell you because there was only like one or two other. Stars okay, Linda in the show. Lavin, Vic Tabeck. That's is that a guy or a girl? That's just like a uh, Philip McKeon. That's obviously a, a guy. Polly Holiday, Beth Howland, Diane Ladd. Celia Watson, Charles Levin, Marvin Kaplan. You know, I've never heard of half of these. Doris Roberts. Uh, I don't know any of these people. I know, but you actually named the one that went, that I had on my flight. Okay. But, 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 Linda again, Lavin. It was Linda Lavin. Again, I say, you <laughs> never know what's going on in somebody's life at, at the time. So, I, that's that's good. That's that's. Okay. Was it, was it, can I just hold this up right now? Is this who we're talking about? That's Linda Lavin. Is she... What's her story? Is she she's still? she's known for playing the title character in the sitcom Alice. And How for, old is she now? Uh, born in 1937, so she'd be 80 this year. Would wow, she not? no way. It's totally Linda Lavin. You've just narrowed it down for me. It's Linda Lavin. Is it? Well, I'll be honest with she's you. She's not denying it. I'm not denying it, but... She's not confirming it, but she's not denying it. I think not denying still, it. She's 80 in her 80s now? All right, so Linda Lavin was rude on a flight. There we go. I've never heard of well, Linda Lavin. No, so. it, 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 <laughs> just, you know what? doesn't blow my mind, but I, sure. We won't pass judgment. Uh, well, it was, I can tell you this: it was not Linda Lavin. Oh, okay. So it the other one of the not, other one of the other two females we know. Linda Lavin. Right. So there are only two others, but this is as far as it's going. It was not Linda Lavin that I okay. had on my flight. Right. It was not. Again, I hadn't heard of the other. I heard of Doris Roberts. Was it Doris Roberts? Who? She was on Everybody Loves Raymond. I, oh, that's right. I don't remember. Was she on there? No. Oh, I didn't. That, I didn't that. see that. Okay. I will right, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do this on the second part. We'll follow this up with the second part. <laughs> You know what I'm going to... So, the more of the story is... Don't bag out your guests on Delta flights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, okay, well, I mean, I mean, we're extending this segment, whatever. Um, do you still get, do people like celebrities fly to Germany on Delta? Like, I mean, do you still get them now or is it kind of not, not really a thing that you get let me often? Think, let me think the last one Or I if had. you would, would you recognise them, if you know what I mean? Yeah, let me think. Oh, again, Ben, because I'm so fortunate to have been flying with the company for so long that I've got kind of some really nice choice trips and I don't fly as much as I used to and I've cut my schedule down a lot. So it's it's like anything. The more you fly, the more people you see, the less, you know, so. What's, what do you, so you fly Atlanta, Germany. What, I where fly usually in? Atlanta to Munich, Atlanta to Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that then, flight? What's, how long is that flight? What? How long is the flight? The flight over there is about, it's usually about nine and a half hours over and about ten and a half hours back. So do you, is that because it's going uphill on the way back? Is that kind of, is it going uphill on the way back and it's downhill on the yeah, way there? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> going uphill on the way over and yeah. The other way around. Way back. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so do you, do <laughs> yes. you sleep on these flights? Or you actually, we do on international flights depending on the duty period. We get, we actually have bunks, you know, underneath. Where we get, you know, an hour and a half, two hour, depending on the length of the flight. And when we've got our job, you know, the duty, everything served. And we do get breaks. So, wow. yeah. Where okay. we can go take a rest break. It's nice. So, you can get a little power nap? Yes. So, when you fly over, do you then stay, what, like a day in Germany then fly back the next day? Yeah, or how does that work? Yeah, we're there and usually we're there 24 hours. 
and then fly back. So did you stay at the airport at the hotel? and? No, they put us in really good areas so we can get out and, and see the city. And, and Do you? Or do you just go there so often that you're like, eh, it's just Stuttgart, well, I don't need to see it. Germany's so amazing. I think we talked about tonight their bakeries. Because I was talking about the Australians maybe stealing some ideas from the Germans <laughs> so as far as the bakery ideas. <laughs> and just the, the area we stay in is I'm a runner, so it's great places to go running. And, of course, their beer gardens are amazing. Wow. So, yeah. So there you go. So um, That's you, a good gig. It's a good you, gig. Do you get you, – because you your the flight attendants get their passport stamped and have to go through all the regular things, or do you get well, special – we dis- go through a crew line. We go through a crew line, so, so it's pretty easy. So your, your passport isn't just filled to the brim with German stamps? like No, because we have a special little form because I fly there every week. Right. That I don't get it stamped on my passport. I just get a little piece of paper stamped so it doesn't okay. fill up my passport. But, but thank you for asking me. That's a good question. Well, I just... I, I would know to ask that. Well, I guess the other day when I was flying out of Montreal, I noticed like a few of the pilots, I guess, going through the customs area. And I was just kind of thinking like, hmm. I mean, obviously they would fly off very often. They're pilots. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it intrigues me, I guess. Sometimes you think about these things when it comes to say like, I don't know, athletes or politicians who yeah. are constantly, constantly traveling. Unlike myself who doesn't, you know, what, every six months at this rate. Um, you know, but like it's... I just find that intriguing sometimes how that would work. It's an interesting thing on reality TV side of things. And again, this segment, as you know, with the Brink, we're just going covering everything uh, on these topics. Um, when I was in New Zealand last year, we had drinks with uh, Jesse and Kat O'Brien, who were on uh, The Amazing Race Australia New Zealand. And because I don't really follow The Amazing Race that much, I'm more Survivor. But in hearing their stories in regards to obviously because they've got to go around the world, so they had to they got given like about twenty different visas applications, and of right. course they weren't told which ones they were really going to go to. It's just like oh, wow. oh we might be going here, we might so fill in these visa applications for these countries, and the only one that they a hundred percent knew that they were going to go to was Russia because the Russian visa was so in depth and like you had right. to do all this stuff. So they were like, well, we're going to the lengths of you filling out Russian visas, so you are going to Russia. So that's interesting, and I never thought about that. If you think about yeah. the Amazing Race, because you've got to like literally go through all these countries, and yeah, well, you know, for with Survivor, you're going to one one place, yeah. one country, so you know, basically, you already know where you're going. Did you have that's like interesting? Did you have was there much Kenyan like application? Because like I guess with certain countries with visas, like I can travel around America for 90 days no trouble that's like what my visa is as a tourist i can if i'm here on the 91st day trump sends his minions and i'm shot or something i don't know but like i guess you're out there for 39 days so do you have to fill in a special visa for like kenya or do you not remember i don't remember us having any kind of special visa for kenya but it's kind of a blur but this was kind of interesting that the listeners might kind of find interesting when we traveled i had a different name they gave me a different name that on my luggage and I don't know my boarding card other than my real name. And I can't remember what my stage name was. Well, that's funny because I... That's really crazy. Well, I I know they did that for the Australian Outback because once it was different. I mean, I I guess it might have been different in Africa. I'm not sure. But back on the Australian Outback, at least the the pre-jurors, when they were voted out, they weren't like contained like they are now. Yeah. They were sent off basically, here's some money, here's a ticket, you go where you want to go. Really? So I remember Kimmy telling me about, I can't remember what her name was, 
but they like gave her like a bus ticket and she like bussed a up bus? and down the coast. That's just wrong. But, but then when I was with Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Manthe the a other bus. week, uh, she was saying that she had like a fake, they all had fake names. Yeah, fake names. Which, I mean, they don't do now, but like, uh, you know, that was obviously back when it says Pete because there were people in the Australian Outback apparently that were like, they knew they were filming the new, and this is when Survivor just started, so how big was season two. Yeah. So there were people flying planes over, there were like paparazzi people trying to like spoil it and all this sort of stuff, like it was huge like thing you know and that that was a thing in survivor i think it was amazon was it not that they um there was a guy who was holidaying in brazil near where they were filming it and happened to spy on it and he ended up like leaking and writing this book about it basically and back when survivors at its peak so nowadays it doesn't matter you know but like back then it was Isn't you know that neat though to think about i mean it's and you know been so many years later to have been part of this phenomena because i think Years down the road, it'll be one of those things that people will talk about reality TV and especially will talk about Survivor because I guess and I'm starting to, I've thought this for a long time, but that's kind of been the number one where it really got started or really not just got started, but really caught on. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Was I mean, the big, big, big thing. And so. Yeah. I mean, the real world preceded it uh, in the 90s, but that was like what peaked and then went away. Whereas like right. Survivor is always really known as the show that made reality TV yep. a, a thing, what it is. I mean, it, people roll their eyes at that now because I mean, reality TV is just part of life, sadly. But, it's, but I mean, I, I say it sadly because the thing with reality TV is obviously something like the Kardashians is grouped in the same category as Survivor, and to me, they're not the same. I, I hate the Kardashians, and I hate most reality TV. There's only a select few that I will enjoy, and Survivor clearly being one of them. I mean, I, I always had the story about when I got into Survivor, we had a show in Australia, which I know you guys had a version over here called The Mole. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the very first season of The Mole in Australia probably preceded Survivor by about three months. And it was filmed in Tasmania. So it was like, it was very well advertised. They were oh. like, oh, here's this unique new show. Like, and it was kind of like, oh, this sounds interesting. Like, you know, got hooked. I, you know, was 13. was like, there was this, the girl who ended up, so in the final episode, they have the winner, the mole, and then the runner-up. I was so in love with the, this blonde girl who like, I think she got third. She wasn't the mole. She didn't win. Uh, but it was fun because like, you'd go to school the next day and we'd all be like, oh, who's the mole? Who do you think the mole is? And we'd write now like books and like we'd all guess because we didn't really use the internet that much when we were third. So it was just kind of like all, you know, it was such a, a topic of discussion. And then I remember when obviously Survivor kind of started coming on TV and was advertised. I kind of, I got into it based off the mole, like thinking, well, this is a similar show to the mole. Let's watch this. And day one viewer hooked as a 13 year old. And here I am sitting in a Survivor contestant's house with a microphone in front of her face. So. <laughs> <laughs> But to think, Ben, that we're at season 36. I mean, they're... 35. Well, they're filming 36 right now as we sit here talking to each other. True. And... To, to know I was part of it, whether it ever happens again for me. How cool is that? Ben, I mean, it really is... And, and again, I think even maybe one day for my kids, when they look back and hear, they'll be like, wow, that was cool. Do you cool. still get fan mail? Do you still get... I know I'm talking to some Survivor contestants, like I think with Kelly the other week. She was saying she still gets fan mail. Uh, I mean, do you do you still get fan mail? No, I don't think I get fan mail. People send a fan mail. Fan Come mail. on, everybody out Maybe there listening. Fan emails. Okay. Or fan, you like know, Facebook social media is so big. So I get it from social media stuff because. But um, but to be out, my Glenn and I were out the other day, and somebody, you know, said I know who you are, and again, it's sixteen years ago, so. 
That's pretty neat. Well, That's when we fun. went to back to when we were talking about Buckner's, your photo's still up there on the celebrity wall. <sighs> yeah. And I remember pointing you out to the, we were there last year and you were, I think, getting our table ready and Glenn and I are looking up at the wall of all the famous people that have eaten there and there was a lady standing in front of us just looking at the wall and we pointed up like, oh, that woman looks familiar. And we're like, maybe because she's over there. <laughs> like, <pointed laughs> over there. So uh, <laughs> I can officially say I've eaten at a restaurant with a celebrity wall with a celebrity that was on that wall. Well, so. you know, anything can happen in the South. True, yes, including uh, telling us the exact name of the person who was on that flight. That's that, right. That you're not going to tell us, are you? <laughs> I think I've narrowed it down pretty good. You have. One of those two that I can't even remember before. Uh, we're going to cut this bit. We'll probably get you on towards the end because uh, we, we had last week on the show, we had uh, two French speakers, a French-Canadian and, uh, well, an American who spoke French, uh, basically give us our wrap-up. We, we wrap up the show with a, with a, a uh, closing Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. Oh, okay. So I want you to, at the end of this show, say that to me in German. In German? Well, you speak German, right? So well, I speak German, but I'm going to have to figure out what you'll be saying because something about sucking oranges I don't <laughs> use on the airplane when I talk to my passengers. Really? You're not like, you know... Uh, like, I don't even know what... No. Hello. Like, welcome to Germany. Keep hello. sucking those oranges. <laughs> what, what is hello good, in... Good time. Good time. Good time. That's Auf Wiedersehen's goodbye, right? What? Auf Wiedersehen's goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen, tschüss, bis you know, später. My favoriteest German... Kommen Sie gut nach Hause. My favoriteest German word is Entschuldigung. Entschuldigung. That's like the one I did German for yeah. like six months. Because that's the one language I think I've always wanted to learn, is German. Really? Yeah. I, c- I can help you with that, Well, Please do. I, I started to do it on one of these apps, but I just, I, I'm terrible at retaining language. Uh, I mean, I did French for a year and a half, so it kind of helps a little bit when I'm in Montreal. Uh... But yeah, German's the one I've always wanted to learn. So I want. I, we'll, we'll practice. We'll give you time to come up with "keep sucking those oranges, Hobart," keep, and "good night." Keep sucking those. Or I can't even. I can't even can say, say it in English. English. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. And good tonight. Well, I can say good tonight in orange, and I know orange, but the other word I got. I got to learn that because I can't really say that to the passengers. <laughs> so it's not a verb I've learned. You got plenty of time. Plenty of time to uh, get you to train that poorly. Well, we can just say, eat those oranges, Hobart. But you've got to say it properly. You can't ruin S-N- our... S-N-Z-Orange and Hobart and Gutenach. <laughs> you got time to practice it, T-Bird. We'll get you practicing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see how that, we'll see how that flows. So we're hearing, obviously, from our good friend, uh, Teresa Cooper, in this episode. Her husband performed a little bit of music for us at one point whilst we were doing some recordings throughout the week. And I thought I would play a little bit of a snippet of uh, how that went. So sit back and listen to uh, Glenn Carroll performing live. Choose a place 
<laughs> One of my favourite parts of the show when I get to press this button. to flashback and go back all the way to the year that was 2015, really not that long ago, actually, in the grand scheme of things. But uh, this is a fun little section where Dakota and myself were talking in regards to a ringtone that Dakota had on his phone from a fairly well-known TV series. Let's hear this now. Dakota Leary heard that song. He uh, That's his ringtone, I believe. Yeah, actually, Baywatch is my ringtone. Bay- <laughs> yeah, the Baywatch scene, that's my ringtone. Second, let's just back up the fact yeah. that you just ruined that illusion in two seconds by did, then yeah. going, oh, Baywatch is my ringtone. I did, but... Why? Is that that... Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I <laughs> <laughs> just like, because someone rings me, it's like, some people stand in the darkness. And like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's actually quite clever. Yeah. Some people stay in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that I like that. Yeah. Good job. It's good. Now, now, you know, I think uh, there's a good idea for a ringtone. Um, having, you know, um, uh, Chariots of Fire. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's well known as like a slow motion song. Yeah. Like, just have that as your ringtone. And then slowly get your phone out. <laughs> for the time. Yeah. You, so, so you've got a bit of um, this. Yeah. Oh, to get your phone ringing. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, Baywatch is actually, I think, a terrible show. <laughs> Dakota, your phone's ringing. <laughs> That's exactly what it does. Just ignoring the gratuitous, gratuitous sexualness of the song. Oh, the heart. Every single zooming in is of a peck or a boob. Big this show was in the nineties. I did. Yeah. Do you understand how huge this was? I do. Yeah. If you actually watch it, how I've rubbish it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible. It's not show. Home and Away. Oh, Home and Away has better yeah. acting, and that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the half. The half. You know, actually, yeah. true fact. We were so close to getting the half on this show. Oh, like God, we yeah. were within millimeters. Of getting the Hoff on the this Hoff, show, Hoff. so uh, one of our God. biggest regrets. We'll try and get him on one day. Better not be his birthday tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going to like pass out. Well, you know it's Bowie's birthday today. It is. You, you're it out is Bowie's there. birthday. We might do a bit of a tribute to him later, but uh, I don't know. I'm tossing up here, Dakota, because big day for birthdays. Yeah, David Bowie, 68. Oh. Noah Cyrus. Well, uh, yeah, good on her. Uh, it would have been Elvis's 80th birthday Jeez, today. So Elvis and David Bowie. Elvis and David share Bowie. Share a birthday. Oh, How's that for musical, like, boof? I'm dying. Actually, let's be honest here. I'm there's, actually dying. There's four people Can't. here which you could argue are very big names in their own right that are big singers. So Elvis, 80. David Bowie, 68. William Hartnell. Not him. He was the first doctor. Good for him. No, that's his... Just hang on. Just, you can go here. I'm making a point here. Don't ruin it. Elvis Presley, 80 on the same day. David Bowie, R. Kelly and Shirley Bassey. Uh, who? Shirley... Look, it, it, I, you don't know who William... I don't know who William Hartnell is. You know who Shirley Bassey is. You, you like James Bond? Shirley Bassey sung two yeah. James Bond themes. Oh, Welsh crooner. Very well-known singer. Um, well, I think the biggest name, though, let's be honest here, is Kim Jong-un. I mean, happy birthday oh, to the, God, the leader of birthday. North Korea. 
Like, everyone's birthday. Stephen Hawking's birthday. It's also, it's also Fans Cordo's birthday. It is. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Fans is listening. Yeah. Surely, Fans, you haven't texted us in in a very long time, my friend. And I hope you're listening this morning because yeah. yes, we were gonna wish you a happy birthday yeah, today. It's all just Stephen Hawk. Oh God. So, Fans, you share a birthday yeah. with some iconic people. I can't take this. Elvis, Bowie, R. Kelly, William Stephen Hartnell. Hawking. Kim Jong-un. William Hartnell. Noah Cyrus. William Cyrus. <laughs> Who the hell is Noah Cyrus? I'm going to have to find pictures she's of She's 15. <laughs> she, oh, she's the younger sister of Miley Cyrus, uh, who played Gracie Herbert in the TV series Doc. Doc. Yes. One of my favourite shows. Sick. Love Doc. Uh, Doc was awesome. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. Can you have the Doc theme as your ringtone? Um, <laughs> no. I prefer Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we were like perfectly in time for that. Yeah. Like that was you think that was planned. Three, two, one. Some people stand in the darkness. Yeah. We um, just do that at random times during the show and then Yeah. You're gonna have that stuck in your head, I think, for the rest of the day. I know it's already stuck in my head right now. <laughs> My favouritest part of the show every single week, you know, is when I get to press this button and hear these magical words. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, Forget the Lyrics. Yes, this is the part where you hear a classic Forget the Lyrics from the history of our show. This time it's back in 2014, and it's not just a solo, it's not just a duet, it's a, a triplet, or a, a, there's three of us, basically, I don't know what you would call that. Uh, now, Paul, you hear from generally every single week, and uh, I can't really remember if he did too many of these Forget the Lyrics, I'm pretty sure this might have been the only one he ever did, which is interesting, given that Paul actually has a band. So you would assume that out of all the people that are involved in the brink, we would get the musically talented to do this segment. But somehow this has never really worked out. This is him, myself, and Dakota singing along to the Tina Turner classic, Simply the Best. And uh, you might come out of this thinking that this is simply the best. Forget the lyrics that we have ever done. Okay. Get in the beats. I walked out of Kmart, you don't know what I saw It was Will and Kate in a Commodore (laughs) Oh, and they were hooning Why the hell were they hooning? I walked out of Kmart I saw baby George They just left him on the sidewalk For all the pedophiles Oh, why did I say that? But I picked him up and took him home They drove away in their Commodore The police pulled them over They said Red Royals Paul Oh, okay. I thought I was coming into a verse No, it's all gone so wrong I'll take give, him a, give him a moment to catch up Hang on Okay, we'll take over in the verse <laughs> uh, I had something else lined up uh, 
spoiled. Okay, so we're coming into okay, the verse now. Chilling through that petrol, I got you through taxpayers' money. <laughs> yeah! It was really funny, but I don't think it's funny. Hilarious! <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so funny to see them pulled over by the cops. <laughs> it's a terrible bit. Yeah! We once were impressed! <laughs> Then he took off really fast <laughs> Got pulled over by the cops And I just sat and laughed Yeah Is my turn now? Yeah Driving in the Commodore <laughs> The door fell off <laughs> I don't know where Kate went It drove really slow down to the impound lot. George Ann was back with Dakota in his cot. Kate looked really sad because she didn't know what to do. She called up Lizzie. She was in a poo. Yeah. I have to uh, go over my selection process for things when I say simply the best. But, uh, hey, it was fun. That's the main thing. And uh, I'm sure you got some enjoyment out of it. <laughs> Time to wrap up yet another episode of The Brink as we have uh, brought you a variety of goodness as per usual. Sitting here still with uh, Teresa T-Bird Cooper. No music in the background this time, though, T-Bird. It's a bit quiet, isn't it? No, it is real quiet. Do you want to start singing or, like, you know? Or... I think probably everybody's going to be loving the quietness. Really? You think so? Absolutely. Especially if ever, if I was to ruin this beautiful quietness with a, you know, break into song. Well, I mean, you know, we got you up, as we said earlier, on uh, stage the other night for karaoke. So, I mean, that was... That was a good thing, right? That was fun. That was. I'll never forget that. I'm glad. And plus, we've got the Johnny Cash story to go with it. Yes, indeed. We we've if learnt... you can hear it over the music, that is. I, I think I think we did. If not, we'll provide subtitles, which don't really work on a podcast. But um, well, it could be a start hey. of something. Well, you know, we could invent subtitles for podcasts. I think so. We Possibly. could be onto something here. Possibly. Could Who be knows? onto something here. Uh, but it's it's always a uh, pleasure being here and uh, experiencing uh, this Georgian lifestyle here in the, the south. Is that the correct way of putting absolutely. it? Absolutely. Farm life. Farm life. Country yes. living, farm life. Country living. Um, slow, everything's slow. Everything's quiet. It's been, it's been a nice, relaxing few days. And my last few days of um, company. I'm, I'm by myself now for the next fortnight. So... Uh, yeah, I've got to I've got to venture forth with with nobody around. What what am I going to do with I myself? No, the world is your oyster. That means you've got the opportunity for anything to happen. That's exciting. Well, you're well, true. Well, I guess you we'll... got to look at it like an oppor- it's an opportunity. An opportunity. Yes. An opportunity, as you would say. It's an opportunity. Opportunity. Anything. Okay. The world is your oyster. The, well, I don't like I don't like oysters. Uh, well. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We're gonna to have to work on that. The first thing—that's the first thing we're gonna to have to work on. Yeah. All right. If you if you fix them up and add enough stuff with them, maybe that's why people like to drink beer with oysters. Maybe there's more to it than just trying to complement the taste. I don't know. I 
Look, I could honestly not tell you. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never done that. Well, have you, you think- tried an oyster? Well, yes. That's oh, you have. I so you do I'd... know you don't like them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking you were about to say I don't know. I've never tried oyster. No. Well, I would, that's why I don't like them. So you know that's um. Anyway, uh, it's been a fun episode. <laughs> Uh, we've, we've lived through a lot. We've relived a lot of memories. Uh, we will be back next week, uh, from Alaska, I believe is where I will be. So there'll be a variety of new, uh, things between now and then to discuss and experience. And you'll hear some classic moments across the way as well. So stay tuned for that. The usual channels as per usual, when it comes to, uh, finding our shows via Facebook, via iTunes via variety of you just search for the brink you'll find it eventually leave us some feedback rate us while you're there you know the drill uh, but as we did last week um, we did it with two different types of French at least um, this time we're going to do it with one type of German because are there more than one type of German or yeah there's different areas you know in Munich the the slang and everything or the accents different and South in Munich. Then so, so this is what 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 German are we going to hear from you in just a moment? Well, this, I guess we're going to hear Southern German? German. What do you think? <laughs> Come on now. The the uh, often uh, misheard uh, language here in the South of the USA of German, uh, constantly heard. Southern German. Southern German. Do they simply say like "Guten Tag, y'all"? Is that generally what yeah, they say? Or not generally, but it just depends. I guess. Just depends. All right. So uh, as T Bird knows, our closing of our show is. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. So I've said it, that's English, but to close out the show, it is over to you, T-Bird. Let's sign off with the following phrase. Sagen Sie immer Orangen, Hobart, gute Nacht.